You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hello, 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 mate. Oh, I'm doing a Vicky Licks thing. Welcome back to Squirrel Talk Podcast here on the Sonar Network, found here, there, and everywhere. Um, we're available on all platforms. You're available to subscribe to our Patreon. Hey, we now have some extra Patreon um, followers that we'll talk about later today because that's part of the deal. When you sign up, you get a shout out. Uh, speaking of shout outs, I'd like to shout out my good sis in her foam wig because we are talking about Down Under Australia. It is Hillary Yaz. Hello, hello, hello. Good day, good day, good day. <laughs> you look fantastic in this wig that you've talked about on the podcast previously. You ordered this from Australia and then made it yourself, right? Yeah, the foam came from uh, Australia. Um, and there was this great guy, Foam Wig Fun, I think. Uh, he was doing these kits where you could put your own foam wig together. Uh, he's not really mm-hmm. doing that anymore, unfortunately. But like, hey, I made this with the foam he sent me. Um, I learned a lot of stuff. I bought a heat gun you know (laughs) wait you have to buy a heat gun for this yeah well heat guns are like um like a hairdryer except it gets really hot so you can like blast a concentrated blast of hot air at something which is really useful but that is what a hairdryer is no but (laughs) heat guns get super hot like really hot like hairdryers are they not dangerous to work with they are kind of crazy you could burn yourself if you're not careful but so is hot glue So is hot glue. True. And um, yeah, so you kind of just blast it out this foam and foam naturally like contracts and shrinks when you blast it with heat. You know, have you ever put a styrofoam plate in a microwave or like the fire or something and just goes, you know, like it just smushes like that? Yeah, because there's a lot of air inside. Anyway, it's foam. Okay. So. Right. uh, uh, Yeah. So like... uh, shaped all the yellow I, stuff and made me, me a little wig i love it you made yourself some hair it looks <laughs> edible like i want to eat it it's so cartoon foam wigs are so like it is cartoon you know really like elevates it into this cartoon place um they're they're a little expensive and overrated at times i find like real hair or synthetic hair like you can style it you can stack it you can do so much with it foam wig once it's done it's done mm-hmm. and that's what it is forever and but Gosh. i think that's a benefit because with all my wigs they all lose their style after a couple of wears and then i have sure. to re reshape them i'm not into that i want to yeah. stay the way it is i mean they're essentially Much like worse. a headpiece you know like a, a headpiece yes. kind of thing i love it i Which love is perfect I love... for this episode yeah um the runway today is how's your headpiece this how's your headpiece so this is my headpiece for today wow i'm really good at this thank you oh my god (laughs) you planned it out i know you did i know it was intentional i really didn't i just didn't know what wig to wear and i was like oh i'll wear that one um (laughs) it looks adorable how are you by the way how is your week how are you doing we haven't checked in in a while Oh, well, we check in constantly. I mean, you're busy, 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 be writing like an album in a month or something like that. I've spent a little bit longer writing mine. Um, I just want to let yeah. everyone know that uh, Selena, Va- like I got into the Kingston Fringe, which is my hometown, Kingston, Ontario, uh-huh. um, 
uh, last year and the fringe got canceled and it's on again this year finally and it's going to be live but i worked worked on all year during the pandemic a parody album of lady gaga's chromatica called crofatica it's all of the songs they're uh-huh. all parody versions and so i'm putting that on at the fringe this year in kicks and fringe and then selena vile got into the toronto fringe which is online and she decided to do the same thing so she's copying me she's copying me she's <laughs> She's, um, I am also writing an album that is a parody of Chromatica called Crofatica. And oh! <laughs> I will be playing all the songs on ukulele. <laughs> Damn it. I so look see? out for that. Have you, you have you learned the ukulele uh, also? I, you know what? I actually purchased the ukulele a few years ago to try and I just could not. So I, I gave it away to someone. I'm in love. I'm not it. good Did- with instruments. Did you, what size of uh, ukulele did you get? Their sizes? Exactly. Okay, so you don't even know. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. There's four ba- four basic sizes of the ukulele. The soprano, which is very small, typical, cheap one uh-huh. that you get on Amazon. Concert, which is a little bigger. Then there's tenor, which is even bigger. And then there's baritone, which the tuning changes a bit. But um, yeah, like I have bench? a con- I have a concert size ukulele because I I originally got a soprano and I was just a little bit too small for my fingers to like really get the like it's like okay. you're trying to do like a thing and you're like squishing your hands like trying to uh, not not the funnest ukuleles are already small they are yeah they they can yeah. get smaller than that too but I mean at that point they just sound like I don't know just like stupid they don't sound good but i love you can give a ukulele to a child and be like this is a guitar yeah they are they're kind of child guitars they are guitars but they have four strings not five that's the big diff right they're smaller and they have four (sighs) strings and the strings are. i used to play piano when i was plastic rather than like steel like yeah so it's different right nylon you know nylon nylon yes horsehair um i when i was a kid i used to play piano but when i played piano i would only play by ear i could never read sheet music so like i would mm-hmm. put together these like this medley of christmas songs and do it at the christmas concert in grade seven wow after a couple of years like i just like i stopped practicing after a while and then when i tried to pick up piano again i could not figure it out i took lessons nothing came to me I lost my talent completely. Wow. Uh, that's, that's, is yeah. that, that's really interesting. Huh? It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, all of music kind <sighs> of crosses over, you know, as long as you know the theory and the chords and things like that, you can kind of figure it out slowly. We're learning so much here on Squirrel Talk Podcast. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know this why we're This is team talent. Into- because we're talking about our talents and this is what the episode is about it is a talent show it is so we can get into it um oh by the way i meant to mention we meant to have a guest today we meant to bring in a guest for you today another person from the sonar family all the way from nostalgic podcast abba amakwande sorry i said that wrong abba amakwando um who is currently or has been performing with um this hour has 22 minutes what's that and is one of the co-hosts what's What's that that? canadian royalty is what that is 
I mean, she's booked and blessed, so. Yeah. Also, the work she's been doing on that show is effing fantastic. Like, if you've is seen it? any of the videos, yeah, she's been putting out sketches that are, like, really hilarious through there. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ash Muhammad is working with them as well now. So, like, they're finally Cute. getting into casting young people of color who have a voice <laughs> and, know what, and know what they want to say. So, yeah. that's yeah, a great I thing. Think that's, that's really good. I think. I think Abba's been promoted. I know she's been like, she just recently announced that she's been rehired, but like, I think now she is like officially one of the co-hosts, which oh. is incredible. Unfortunately, because she has been rebooked, she cannot be with us today. So yeah, but go listen to Nostalgique. Well, I remember when I was a kid, like uh, Royal Canadian Air Force was kind of a staple for me, like for New Year's in Canada. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, because they would always do their New Year's Eve countdown, and they still kind of did for a while, um, where they had their chicken cannon, and they would load up the chicken cannon with all uh, kinds of... They would have a a target of the year, so sometimes, I don't know, it was like Stephen Harper or whoever it might have been, and they would just load up the chicken cannon with various things that were insulting or degrading that this person had did, (laughs) <laughs> okay it's i like, never he, knew that he did he did this it's like i don't know brian Mulroney did the airbus scandal it's like we're gonna load it up with 16 tons of uh petroleum from the airbus uh, uh fuel lines or something and it, then they just like launch the chicken cannon and it all just flies at him it was very <laughs> fun and that that's where it started your obsession with chickens and I mean, the the characters on that really made fun of political characters in this really fun way. Uh-huh. I mean, do you remember, mm-hmm. um, what's his name always did, Preston Manning, um, old school Preston Manning of the the Reform Party? That Yeah, Preston Manning came to speak at my elementary school. Yeah. Or Preston, sorry, my high school, my high school. Preston yeah. Manning was the leader of the Reform Party, which is a Western Canada party that joined with the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada. Yeah. Which was really diminished after the Brian Mulroney years. He just destroyed that party and no one wanted to vote for that party anymore. Anyway, he he joined with that uh, the reform and the PCs together into the modern Canadian conservative party, which in Uh my opinion really has changed the conservative party for the worse because progressive conservatives were not the same as to the modern conservative party, which is mostly this kind of very far right reform party. So it's like, yes. What a what a kettle, what a kettle of fish it's become. But Preston Manning, he had a very high pitched voice. You probably remember this. He was like, "Hi, how are you? I'm uh-huh. Preston Manning." Um, almost like yeah. mine. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Hillary Yassin from politics. You see, I remember Preston Manning's thing was that he didn't speak French, and so people, yeah, whenever they would go to ask a question, would would purposely ask it in French, and then he would go. En anglais, s'il vous plaît. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking loser. Fuck Preston Manning. Oh, we're we're talking about hot hot button topics, but you know when I'm talking about hot button topics, I always like to like, you know, because I can get really hot under the collar about stuff uh, too, and like you're wearing I, a collar right now. 
a pearl oh, collar. A beautiful collar. But I always like to like try and take a step back <laughs> and just try and like look at things as objectively as I can. And uh, it helps mm-hmm. sometimes because otherwise you just feel like the world is so hopeless. And honestly, sometimes you just got to focus on, you know, eating a cheeseburger today and figuring out what, what next tomorrow brings or something. So I am obsessed with you talking about how hopeless the world is while stroking your pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah, the world is hopeless. It's the just world is hopeless. hopeless. This is, I'm the definition of um, <laughs> right, rich white woman problematic. Uh, That's you. It's you. You heard it here again. Um, all right. Okay. Let's get into this crazy episode because there's only two. This is our second last episode. Thank yes, it is. God, it's almost over. Now, who left last week? Oh, I don't know. I haven't been watching this show. Have you? <laughs> I wish I'm so not, jealous when you said that. I was like, oh, I would love to be in a place where I haven't been watching this show. Um, Maxi <laughs> Shield, unfortunately, sashayed away last week. Yeah. And yeah, the girls come back into the workroom. Scarlet's got to erase her, her. Oh, my God. Her mirror message was so cute. Yeah. The whole, I had to stand on a stool to write this. Very cute. <laughs> Signing her name with nipples on the M's. Yeah. So cute. Yes. Ugh. Maxie is definitely missed in, in this context. You know, we're, we're talking a lot of shit about uh, Drag Race Down Under. And, you know, the general reaction in my social media bubble, and I always say social media bubbles because we are all, despite us not knowing, trapped in social media bubbles um, where our opinions are reflected mm-hmm. back at us. Remember this. Mm-hmm. Did you watch The Social Dilemma? Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> we're all talking about, you know, how problematic Drag Race Down Under is. Da, 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 da. It's like, yes, yes, yes. But like, there are some really positive people who have come out of this show. Maxi Glamour is a really, it seems, it seems like a sweetheart. I mean, she's Maxi Shield. Fuck, <laughs> Maxi Glamour is also <laughs> all of the above. Uh, we love from Maxi Dra- Glamour from Dragula. Anyway, Maxi Shield yeah. is, uh, yeah, she's a sweetheart and beautiful and talented and an older person who, not that old. She's forty six or something, and yeah, you know, she's she has uh, gone through Australian culture and she has experienced what it's like, you know all of its racism and this and that. And honestly, she has a pretty good head on her shoulders considering for an old duck like her. She does. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, she's a good uh, kid. We miss her. I miss, I miss that. I mean, there's some really awesome people who have come out of this series as much as, uh, as, much as things have been elucidated. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, really, it's really sad to see her go. It is. It's hard to say goodbye, my love. But it's you know, the show has to end. The show has love. to end at some point. What? What are you singing? What? What is this song? It's from Dreamgirls. It's the finale. Okay, never mind. Oh, uh, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> now, Ketamine won last week, and they point out she has never been in the bottom up to this point, and she's the only one. That's true. Um, and... Art is the only person who's never won anything. Mm-hmm. Real happy they brought her back. Great move. Yeah. She clearly proved she deserved the spot. Yeah, she really, she really didn't. Um, she's such a, like, 
She's such a like third wheel at this point. That's just kind of like dead weight. She's so, she's such a dead weight personality to me at this point. Like just not. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why they they keep saying top top five or top four plus art. <laughs> yeah, she's not she's not adding anything to the show, um, except for yeah. her, like nasty side eyes and I don't know yeah. villainous attitude and. And I don't her know. Runways aren't even like I was kind of like, yeah, bring her back. I want to see those runways. I haven't been that blown away by them. Yeah, like even this episode, she just spent a lot of the time just like making a fool of herself and like vying for camera attention. It seemed. That's what it seems like. That is a hundred percent what it seems like. Was... And what a pity if they end up crowning someone that they brought back just to crown and didn't give her any wins along the way. Like, is that the person we want for our winner? No, it's not. Like, uh, <laughs> it's just not. Like, I'd rather crown you the Australian drag, drag down under superstar. And you're not even, you're not even. I deserve it. Under. You're not even down under. You're hardly, <laughs> you're hardly even like below average. So I'm um, up above. I am. I'm hardly below you're, average. You're I'm solid. Way up above. You're solid mediocre. You know what? I agree with you. I am a solid mediocre. <laughs> I'm just so, fine at anything. Day, I don't know. Not much was happening, to be honest. They were just kind of complaining and stuff. But did yeah. you notice that when they did the RuPaul call? They did. Uh-huh. Uh, well, she had already done had her hearses, except it was the Australian version. Did you hear that uh-huh. this time? She said Sheila. Well, Sheila done already done had her horses. <laughs> it's so weird the voice Rue is putting on for this. It's it bizarre because so... it's not Australian. Did it just take them seven episodes to get this recorded in a vocal booth or something? I or? think it did. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think they, they aired it last week. I think it was on last week, but it was like, it's still like, it took them way too long <laughs> to figure it out. Well, Sheila, she already done dead have that horse. It's like really not great. <laughs> um, okay. It's like and almost then she playing. just talks about how they're going to do a talent show. It's because what it's, they've already displayed their CUN and she wants to see their T, their talent, mm-hmm. which apparently. Is not talent. It's more like what you're wearing, and then a little bit of talent, which kind of upset me quite a lot. Um. Correct. I was. I was like, I'm just kind of like, why are you even watching this? Is this talent? (laughs) Is this talent? This isn't about talent. You're more concerned about what they're wearing. Uh, Anyway, um, are you excited to see any of these people do talent? Or no, none of them. None of them. Not really. Like when you think back to like the successful ones from All Stars, like I think of like manila luzon doing that painting in a minute and then flipped it upside down and it was something completely different and yeah, like she should have won she was robbed that was a robbery yeah manila really should have won and you think challenge. of the people who like did really good burly like like ben de la creme's uh comedy burlesque number yes like there's like you put on a show and these people i don't know they're not the i guess i don't know um ketamine was the winner of last week so she gets to pick the running order and they openly discuss whether she should be shady or whether she should try to make a good running order so the show will be good mm-hmm. and it's this is always a plot point it is and there's both ways are valid like i understand being like but i want this to be a good show because i want this to be a good season 
Yeah. But then also you're like, but I want this person to fuck up. Like I want to, I want to ruin this person's chances. Like I would play it that way in GBA. I don't, I don't really understand the strategy here either though. Cause I mean, does it really matter what order you're going in when it's a talent show? Like maybe a bit with stand up comedy to a point. Uh huh. I mean, but even if you uh-huh. give someone the closer or put somebody after somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a disadvantage. You know, like opener, yeah, it's a cold room. But if you're a good comic, like a cold room is amazing. Like you, you are you in get to control. Set the scene. Yeah, yeah, you get to set the room for yourself. Yeah. To anything yeah. you want. There's nothing before you. They haven't seen anything. You get to set the standard. So like. Uh-huh. But Hello? the problem with being um, first is that you run the risk of being forgotten by the end. That's true. That's true. Um, but I mean, hopefully mm-hmm. the judges wouldn't do something like that. I mean, I don't know. Well, they're we these judges are shady. Um so Scarlet wants to go last because she thinks her thing is the best and the most unique. And I right. okay. The it editing probably was. on this it probably show, was, to be honest. It probably was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do understand Electra's wanting to go last as well because she had the emotional piece. But yes. it's so, I find the editing so bizarre. It's like they just keep cutting away into Electra being like, I want to go last and I get what I want. And then they cut to this weird shot of people's legs where Electra's like apparently talking to her on an off, on an off mic moment being like, I want to go last. What? What are you talking about? What? And then cutting back to like, all right, well, here's the running word. Like, it's just such bizarre editing in terms of sound design in terms of like visually like well they're really trying bites, to sell like, this everything is they're really trying to sell a narrative of like this drama about who goes last um you know uh-huh. I mean, which whatever. is fine like i understand i understand that completely it's just the editing itself is terrible i hope that not mm. only do these editors not win any awards that they're not even nominated i hope they win razzies like this is the worst editing (laughs) i've ever seen on a show it's so bad well i probably shouldn't tell you but i have an editing credit on the show okay never mind um i'm so sorry hillary no there's gonna gonna be a big surprise for everybody but i guess i won't say anything now (laughs) never mind my dreams are shattered again you should ask them to make that an uncredited um, editing job because ay, it's, this is going to kill your career. Um, the uh, yeah, it probably would. I mean, my career is already dead already. I mean, it's you can't get any deader once it's dead. <laughs> yeah, you don't gotta get yeah. canceled if you stay canceled. Um, did you love it this is. this like high school moment of posting the list on the wall and everyone comes up and yes. Like, ooh, ooh, I, I mean, it was like so the cast great. list who got the lead. Have you had a moment in that uh, like that in your life where you're looking at the cast list? Yeah. Yeah, actually. In OAC, I auditioned for the school play. And I remember checking the list that was posted outside the drama room. And I got the part of the court jester in Robin Hood, her true story. It was a gender bending Robin Ooh. Hood. What about you? Yes. Were you the Rachel Berry of your high school? Were you the Were you the Rachel Berry or the like the Were you the Kurt Hummel of your high school? <laughs> no, I was like the That's a Glee reference. Have you seen Glee? <laughs> yes, I'm trying to remember who you, you mean. Like the star, I wasn't. I was like the one who they 
thought was I was like the supporting character who uh got the side gig all the time. I'm all I've always been a side piece. I've always been a side piece. Um uh I made you make me Yeah, well hey, there you go. But uh <laughs> no, I have a I remember in grade nine when I auditioned for the school play it was uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, but that's not too relevant. Aww. I remember I auditioned um, with a song from Godspell uh, called You Never Know Any Lessons Well, Badoo Badoo, or something like that. Anyways, um, and then they uh-huh. put up the, ca- the, the, ca- the callback list or the cast list or something like that. Uh-huh. I think it was the callback list. And my name was on the list. And so I was like, ooh, I get to go to the callback. Ooh. And then I, I felt so special about myself. And everybody else was supposed to go downstairs yeah. to this other room for the chorus callback. And so then I show up thinking that I'm really good. Um, and it's like, yeah, I'm Matt D. Hi. And then it's like, no, we didn't mean you. We meant this Matt D. And then I was like, no, great. maybe you should have been more specific on your fucking list, bitch. No, I didn't say that actually, but like I thought it. And then I had to run downstairs to the chorus place, uh. which apparently I was on the list, barely. And they um, were like, why are you late? And I was like, because of this. And it's like, well, how dare you? Uh. And I was like, ah. like I was, what an awful experience. Theater uh. is a terrible that theater is a terrible environment i don't recommend it for anybody like nobody (laughs) not the nicest thing but i did have a great experience i met one of my best friends that is still my friend to this day courtney daly or courtney lockhart married now anyway shout out courtney if you listen shout out to courtney love you bitch um i shouldn't call you that that's so inappropriate um so yeah that's a thing that happens. <laughs> Those stupid lists where uh, they cause nothing but drama. But I also, I also really love the fact that Kita did it that way because it's really camp. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like in, in, it is, it is. It's kind of like in this that. context, it was hilarious because it's it's just the five of them uh-huh. in the room, and they all know anyway. And it's like, guess who the list is? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and honestly, when there's only five of you, the running order doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> There's five of you. Relax. Oh, oh, a big reveal. Um, Scarlet is pressed. That's totally stupid and oh. irrelevant. Um, <laughs> my big reveal was that, <laughs> yet again, uh, they bring in, to help them with their talent, Raven, uh-huh. the most talented, Raven. talented drag queen I know. Very talented person, I'm sure. <laughs> Come on, team talent. Said, said, Listen, Raven does drag race. She's royalty. She does drag race very well. She though. does. And here's the thing is you don't need to, like, I find that you don't need to do something well in order to be able to good, give good advice on it. You just have to, you just don't know how to apply it to yourself. That's the thing. Yeah, your talent doesn't have to be impressive. It just has to be marketable. Raven, okay, one thing I like about Raven here is that she looks way less black. She looks more orange. Oh, because of that black is, photo she looks did. Like a it reasonable was, it talent. was very dark, wasn't it? Yeah, and the last time she came into the workroom in UK, she was looking a little bit too dark. So now I'm like, she's found the right balance. She's found the right like tanning color for herself. Yeah, it was it was very dark, and I wasn't I wasn't sure what to think about that. I mean, it, it is kind of this weird line that you know anyone who wears makeup does have to face, like. Um, 
the, your colors uh-huh. and stuff. And, you know, even I use a dark foundation for mm-hmm. my um, uh, uh, deep contours, right? So, like, that was pretty heavy, girl. <laughs> yeah, way too heavy. I do enjoy that her entrance line was, stop relying on that antibody. Very topical. <laughs> Very fun. Was it? She is funny. She's she's a funny person. I think yeah, she's I, think so. reason, I guess. I don't know. I don't I just her aesthetic is very drag race and I guess it it, it is it is what it is. She's very invested in the show at this point. So I can't blame her. I mean, it's paying her it's, bills. It's, it's paying, paying her, her Emmy. It's, it's, it's like it's it's paid dividends. She's mm-hmm. RuPaul's makeup artist at this point, you know. That's pretty cool. Raven and Electra have a fun little flirtatious <laughs> moment um where raven says her muscle is growing right now electra is just right out there being like you're hot i want to fuck you like they're just going for it and i'm down with like this being who electra is she just flirts with every pit crew member every guest judge, <laughs> just trying to get laid and i respect well this it. sounds very familiar to me um this is this is the Selena Vile brand. <laughs> Selena's a little bit of a oh slut, yeah, right? like every everyone you interact with, there's a wink, there's a nudge, there's a, a hey, how you do? Um, there's a penis in a mouth. Yeah, I'm a lot. I mean, I'm I call I consider myself a prude with an attitude. You know, like I, I'm I'm not very sexual. Like I I I kind of have a sexiness and I like to own that but like I'm not really one to do that um and I think it's really interesting you know like I love I love your prudish well, but I think it's fun because like it kind of is my truth so it's like the fact that I can be in the same room with Selena who is a total like just slag is amazing because I or yeah. <laughs> you're you're I mean I respect <laughs> I respect differences of opinion I mean it's you know and one of the yeah. crazy things I think about the the sex positivity movement is that is um, with sex positivity also comes like a, you have to also include a positive attitude around people who don't really want to be uh, engaging in lots mm-hmm. of sex too. Like, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a positive mm-hmm. prudeness as well. Do you know what I mean? Or like there's mm-hmm. a positive monogamy or celibacy or um, you know, God bless, obviously, asexual and aromantic people out there because this is a thing. This is yes. a real thing. And LGBTQ, pride people, we have been um, extremely prejudiced against them for a long time. There, I have, I have heard many uh-huh. a queer, many a gay white man or person say asexual people don't belong at pride because you don't have sex. And I'm like, this is what? fucking bullshit. That's a thing people there, have said. I've never with sex positivity has to come crude positivity, not in like the the way that's like, oh, don't do what you want. But I mean, like, yeah, you have to ha- engage with sex the way you want to. So, okay, yes, completely, and you have to respect other people's boundaries. Yeah. And that's what I love about Electra is like, remember the time where she had the pit crew there, and she goes, "Do you mind if I like? Are you okay? Are you comfortable with me simulating oral yes. on you?" Ask for consent. Be like you have to like be respectful of other people's space. So shout out to all the aces and arrows out there. I see you. I'm not quite one of you, but I definitely relate. 
We do see you, and out of everyone in the House of Licks, yes, Hillary is the yeah, closest. Yeah, pretty close. Now, so, what's her name? Ketamine is the next one to talk to them, and I love when she tells them she's doing magic, and Rue's reaction is, ooh, I hate magic. I think that's so funny. It, it really is. For her to say she hates something with such Ru- excitement. RuPaul is so, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's so that. Like, it's like, okay, well, that's nice. Thank you for telling me that you hate magic. Woo! <laughs> Yeah. But I, I mean, like, as if you really yeah. need to impress RuPaul it, it, on that level. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but apparently you're supposed to. Listen, Ru, they had a whole magic challenge on season 11. Does that mean she hated those season 11 I girls? So. I think so. <laughs> um, Kita also says that she feels guilty for winning, for being in the top. I'm like, girl, I don't understand that. Do you understand that? If anything, I think this paints a target on her back because RuPaul also really doesn't like non-confident people like she yeah. likes broken people that are working through things she likes she, vul- she likes people yeah. that are, are being sabotaged you know and she can always say her famous line about don't focus on your inner saboteur <laughs> and whatever but yeah. like um <laughs> yeah. you know as soon as it's like i don't believe in myself she's like well then leave yeah she's like bitch you just want a fucking Maybe challenge and also you're the only likable person here and everyone else is racist and then uh what scarlet she says uh she says something about a head she's doing pole dancing oh yeah she says that she's doing this like split on the on the pole where she's only being supported the only thing touching the pole she says are her inner thigh and her hip and then a little bit of her perineum and and then tiny bit of the prostate and then a small (laughs) amount of the labia majora is just and you know it's a little slick so it's like so it's like it's dangerous this is the most sexual you've ever spoken no this is totally scientific um (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 anatomy okay Um, but what did she she, say she was she was worried about falling on her head right yeah, she said, if things go wrong, I mean, this is blown up for dramatic purposes. If things go wrong, my head lands first and then my entire body weight on top okay. of my head. Did anybody else just go like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that. I, this is one. Thank you. 100%. One me, zero Scarlet. Woo. Like, uh. absolutely. Let's get her injured immediately, please um the here's the thing though is when we watch it back her hands were a hundred percent on that pole during that move when she was hanging upside down there in the split her both her hands were on the pole so lie number one also lie number two i think is that she's never performed pole before i'm like okay first of all if you've never performed pole before you've at least put in your hundred hours of training like you have Ex- you, she said that? Yeah, she's like, I've never done pole before. I've never performed pole before. It's maybe my first time That's performing pole. It can't be true. There's no way. There's no way. No, she's she's a pole dancer. She's a yeah. straight up pole dancer. I've seen videos of her pole dancing. She's a good pole dancer. She's a fucking liar is what she is. And she's a racist. We hate her. Um, so moving Yeah, on. I don't know what to say. Ugh. <laughs> we hate Okay, her. so yeah. Um, art tells Rue that she's going to be putting things in her mouth and Rue tells Art she hates watching that. (laughs) 
yeah, this whole thing with art was just a mess. She was like making these jokes, and I'm I'm actually kind of concerned for the sanity of art at this point. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just the editing, but art is just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I'm gonna be this, and I'm gonna put my mouth in my mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, is she okay? Could someone <laughs> check on this woman? Like, I don't think. Not she only is, is okay. she like. I think she is obsessed with the cult of her own personality and like, uh huh. There's uh, an ego cracking. thing there for sure. Yeah. She's cracking. She is cracking like an, like never before have I seen this level of craziness since like Katya, except Katya was likable. So like, <laughs> mm-hmm. art doesn't have that likability, right? Like art doesn't have that like rooting factor. Yeah, I mean, guess I guess we did learn a little bit more about her later, which was actually kind of very enlightening, to be honest. Um, also, she left the uh, another bad room. Like, if did you? She asked Raven, like, when she got to ask any questions to Raven, she said, "How many milliliters?" That was Scarlet. Scarlet said that. Oh, that was Scarlet. Oh, yeah. But of listen, course it was Scarlet. Another shitty what person. What a bitch! <laughs> what a bitch! yeah and she like when she scarlet's the type of person who like when she smiles it doesn't make people happy you know what i mean like her smile doesn't light up a room her smile isn't infectious her smile is uncomfortable like it's kind of like it's it's like a person who is uncomfortable in their own skin pretending that they're happy that's what i get when i see her smile is that really rude to say? I honestly don't care because I hate this person. Yeah. Well, okay. So those two. And then we move on to Karen, who is uh-huh. going to do balloon animals. One. And she said she's going to do balloon animals and clowning. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was really interesting. When I heard that, I was just like, this could be really good. Yeah. Like a, good cl- a good clowning act. You uh-huh. already have me. Adding the balloon animals. Uh-huh. If you do it well, that could be really, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alison Chains reason... does balloon animals in her act. Um, yeah. She doesn't do clown, but she, like, does full-on, like, pumps them up in front of the audience, does everything to, like, 99 lift balloons. It's a great number. So yeah. I was expecting something on that level. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the... I I just thought it was strange because they immediately went to like, okay, that's nice, but how about sexy? Why don't we see, why don't you do a dominatrix number? Why don't you just do, make it sexy? We mm-hmm. want to see you sexy. I was like, why? I thought this was a talent show. I, I, yeah. I straight up thought this was a talent show and they're just like, no, we want to see you sexy. Please be like, sexy. Sex I, is talent. I get that one of the things we're trying to do on this show is like, I mean, Rue does say this. She's like, if you're going to try something new, this is the place to do it. Like, you don't have to go into your your regular drag life and start being sexy. But, like, show us variety here. Show us other sides to yourself. I get that. Like, push yourself. Challenge yourself. I get that. But why does it always have to be sexy? Why does she only say that to the girls who, whose characters are not necessarily sexy? She said it to Ginny Lemon. Right. She never, but she never well, goes, she never goes up to someone like I mean, Scarlett Adams and says, why don't you go frumpy? Why don't, why, why don't you try, yeah. why don't you try being funny for once? Like she never does that. Yeah. Because she's, I don't know. 
She's a little biased. She's like right in between. She wants everyone to be her, you know? Yeah. Where it's like super glam, but like there's a side of camp to it. And like that is her definition of drag, period. Yeah. So if you're too camp, she doesn't appreciate it. She's like, no, be sexier. And if like Scarlett's kind of right on the money where the RuPaul sits, like she is super glam, but she has a, a degree of camp. And right. she's also problematic, just like RuPaul. So, I mean, honestly, Scarlett's probably hey. going to win this season. Does she have so, a degree of know. camp? She does. I mean, she does this kind of silly outfits with wine things. and I, You know, and she does burlesque. She does. Yeah. That, all of that is, all of that is camp. All of that is camp. It just is. I guess you're right. It's not um, like, <laughs> like I do, but like, yeah, it's camp. Like, it's camp. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, so then, uh, I guess they get ready. Yeah. I they mean, get the ready. And is they just... Karen is going through some shit and doesn't want to talk oh. to anybody <laughs> because she's, she's really in her head. She's like, Oh my God, I have to be sexy. How can I be sexy? I'm not a sexy person. Yeah. I kind of relate to this, but I also kind of don't like, I actually like kind of like being, uh, glam and. Ooh, like sexy. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't mind that. So I don't look I don't... at our poster for Squirrel Talk podcast. Like you're there looking mighty sexy in a two piece with a night. Yeah. Like I, I just find it interesting. Like I know she's very used to looking like Kevin McAllister's aunt. Aunt, yeah. <laughs> but like Kevin McAllister's aunt can still wear a bikini, can still goes to the pool, you know. Uh-huh. She can still put on a negligee, can still try and attract her, you know, jerk husband, Frank, Uncle Frank. So, yeah. Listen, all of that is sexy. Well, and what's wrong with showing sexuality in a woman like that? Like, so rarely does a person like Kevin McAllister's aunt slash Karen for finance actually show their sexy side. Like, and that it, is just it's, it's another layer to yourself like if if that's your character and like how is she sexy how does karen do sexy it doesn't have to be the traditional like ah i'm a slut like you can it could be yeah. a whole other and i think she did find the right balance i think she did find a good costume for herself well she brought it with her so naturally she yeah. had it with her I think um, she's really uncomfortable about showing her body too because everything she's worn is full fully covered fully covered every part is covered even the bikini challenge was a full bodysuit but i mean you can still be very sexy in a fully i'm always fully covered like yeah yeah it's just about the silhouette it's about what you're presenting it's about the the look you're going for um yeah yeah but she's having this weird mirror moment and then and then when you start talking to art about uh, how she has received a lot of death threats in her career from homophobes. So this was huge. Yeah. Yeah, this was actually really elucidating for me. It uh-huh. really actually helped me understand Art Simone a lot better because I realized that this is a person who does come from privilege, uh-huh. but the thing is her... um thin skin is so thick right that she has she doesn't feel like 
she's nasty, she's mean, and she's reflecting it all back yeah. constantly. Like, we saw it a lot with et cetera, et cetera, too, and I expect it's very similar for et cetera. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if et cetera has had some really bad things happen. Like, not only did this woman, um, Art Simone, get death threats, she got death threats from her own family. Yeah. From her own family. Nowhere was safe for this person. Uh-huh. And then to know Nowhere. that that person in her family who was sending her death threats was doing it because of their own angst of being queer and trans and not having the support that Art had and that coming from resentment and then taking their own life, that is just like, I don't know, like the I mean, guilt that a, would weigh on you. Like That's a story on a story. It's, it's, it's intense. It's really intense. Yeah. So... Um, I kind of understand where all of the anger that Art has is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that she's fully resolved it at all. And I think that um, there's a lot of work to be done there. And I do think she's a frigging amazing, talented queen. She but is. There's a, lot of pers- there's a lot of personal work that really needs to be done on her own account, I think. So, Agreed about that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if I went through something like that, it would make me nicer. It would make me a better person. It would make me want to help people more and like be less of like treat people. Not if you're shoved into, no, but not if you're shoved into a hole, right? Like if you don't have anywhere to go. Well, I feel like like our, I mean, our whole thing was, was like the reason why her, 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 those people in her family were so resentful of her was because she was out of it. Like she was living in a big city. She was being praised for her career and for who she is. So like, yeah, but she's constantly on the defensive, like, um, you know, when, when something so traumatic happens to you, you like, you never let go of that, like flight or fight response. Mm -hmm. Like you're always in that mindset. You always think people are out to get you. You always think that people are going to attack you. You always want to put other people down and, uh, uh, you know, out so that they can't harm you, like attack Mm -hmm. them before they attack you kind of mindset. So that it's kind of a neurosis, it's like a neurosis, like it's a strong neurosis, I think. And she has a lot of work to do to get past that. So I don't know, like I'm, I'm trying to be very sympathetic, you know, like it's important to be sympathetic because this is a a better person than I am. We're learn we're learning so much about this culture, mm-hmm. you know. And I I'm not gonna go and pass judgment as a frigging Canadian when we're finding dead bodies of children being dre- dredged up. The in fact our that own we found another hundred and four bodies, which means us, how us Canadians, many more? Yeah, us Canadians have a history of being morally superior to all mm-hmm. other countries. And mm-hmm. gosh darn it, look at our own backyard. Literally. Like, it's taken this long even to even acknowledge this stuff. Like, did you... Uh, why? And it's still not properly even being without, acknowledged by the government. So Exactly. So, it's like, I'm not one to stand here on a pulpit and accuse Australian culture for being racist, homophobic, blah, 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 when we have our own problems to deal with also. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to be sympathetic because we have our own shit, too. Okay. So I'm tired mm-hmm. of people just going and railing against drag race down under for being homophobic and racist and all this stuff when they're just in a different place. It's a different culture. Learn about it before you start judging it. Period. Well, the thing okay. is also, it's not just that, it's not just that like 
don't think it's the judgment on the country as a whole. It's the fact that they cast so many people who knowingly had problematic pasts yes. and are giving them passes, basically. Yeah. I don't know. That is, it's a very large conversation, isn't it? It's a very large conversation. It is huge. We need we need to submit the proper forms to get them validated or something like that. <laughs> you know what? Let's work on those forms. Let's take a little break and come back. And yes. uh, once those forms are filed, we'll be able to move on. And we're back. Uh, I had oh. some cookies. I, oh, are you oh okay? My God. I... <laughs> I uh, drank a Coca-Cola. I uh, forgot it in the mm. kitchen, so I had one sip. That was fine. And then <laughs> I um, chatted with Adam a little bit about stuff, and now I'm back. Uh-huh. I had a few cookies. I'm jealous. You had. A, I have. I stopped drinking Coke in a long time. You were doing a fizz-free February, and we're now in June. How did that go for you? And and where? Where? What changes did you notice when you went fizz-free? Um, not a lot, but it's more of a self-control thing. I mean, I, I kind of, um, I've been really just trying to try to cut it out slowly, but I'm Mm -hmm. also just very aware of like, it's not good to go cold turkey on things. I don't Mm. think, um, always like it's, it's I, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing a lot more like, um, soda water rather than like Coca-Cola. Cause really Mm -hmm. I still like soda water. Like I don't want to deprive myself of the thing I like, like, I like the bubbles. It's nice. But the thing that's bad for you is like all of the, you know, the aspartame, the acylfame, uh-huh. potassium, the arsenic, whatever the hell they put in it, you know, and how do you feel about ginger ale? Not, is ginger ale a good one? Because I feel like ginger ale is like a good option. It's fine. But there's just lots of sugar because it's, you know, a typical soda. I so. have noticed since I stopped drinking pop is that my energy levels are way down like i have no energy for anything but i also know that's that it's bad sugar. for me mm-hmm. that's the sugar you know because the the one thing that i i do notice is like when i have the the sugary drinks like you know i get a, a spike of energy that crashes it's because yeah. it's quick energy it's not it's it's sugar energy if i drink the diet soda one of the crazy things about diet soda is that it makes you hungry. Do you know? Oh. You know that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, because when you get when you get a diet soda, you're getting totally empty sugar. So like your body mm-hmm. thinks you're getting energy put into it, mm-hmm. but there's no calories behind it at all. Hmm. So then it craves calories. Ah, interesting. I yeah. have friends whose mom never let them drink pop during dinner and they would they wouldn't drink anything during dinner and they would wait until after to have a drink and i thought that was insane like i need something to wash food down with while i'm eating it like i get thirsty as i'm eating i can't wait until the end of my meal to take a sip of something (laughs) it's wild yeah that's very bizarre. I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, water or something just to drink while you're eating just to get it. Yeah. Or like, you know, like if you're having a hamburger, I mean, the perfect side, I think, is a soda pop or whatever, uh-huh. you know. I love like, water. I got to tell you, I, I order water in restaurants. I drink water all day at home. It's the only thing in my fridge, literally. Um, I think water is so good. 
It is. It really is. Um, especially like, I don't know, like Brita, like if you get it filtered, mm-hmm. if you filter it, like Brita, it's just delicious. I do zero water. Have you heard of zero water? No. It's a sa- it's the exact same thing as a Brita, but it like does better filter. It like filters way more things. Oh. And it gives you a tester oh. that you put into your water every couple, every few months uh, to test if the levels are at zero, between zero and like 0.3 are good. And anything above that is like, it's time to change your filter. And oh. it's been, it like, it tastes great. Uh, it's great. It's a great thing. Zero water. Uh, not our sponsor, but if you would like to sponsor us, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, zero water. Come on in, baby. Come on, All right, well, we should probably uh, get into these this talent show. What did, you, what did you think of the talent show overall? You didn't really care for it? I mean, it was kind of... It was so bo- basic and boring. That's what I thought of it. Yeah, it was a little... It was not great. I don't think a talent show is really a good thing to do on like not an all stars season, mm-hmm. you know. Because like, I think it can be. You know of... what I liked? I liked season twelve when they did the um, uh, the one man show or the one woman show um challenge. Because you really yeah, see where people's talent. creativity. Oh, that was, was a... a talent show. It was kind of a talent show. I mean, it's like what you would do if you had yeah. a one person show. And um, yeah. and it really shows you like what people's creativity levels are at, and uh, and like what they would do for a show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the talent thing is always. I think that's a mind numbing sort of thing because, like, it's like, oh, what's my talent? Mm-hmm. What what talent am I supposed to do? You know, because mm-hmm. I don't know. Drag already is a talent. Like performing already is a talent. That is a talent. You know, like I think you have many things to draw from. What would your talent be though if if you were asked to do a talent drag show? That's a really good question because the funny thing is like I think one of my strongest talents is comedy, but there's uh-huh. so many venues to do it. Like so many media to project comedy through. Mhm. Like, if you're doing a drag pageant, stand-up comedy is a bad idea. Like, Correct. Because it, it's just not, like, you know, the room doesn't have to laugh at you. You're, you're kind of putting your, your favor into the room. Yeah. Laughing at you. And um, it's a bad combination. But the thing is, I love stand-up comedy. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, and... But I mean, I also sing and I, I'm musical, so I would probably kind of do a cabaret act where it was like a funny song, mm-hmm. uh, kind of and a live funny song, kind of yeah. on the level of like something between what Trixie Mattel did on her harp and Alaska yes. did on her cabaret funny song. Right. I'd do something in, like that. Nice. Because I'm no dancer. I mean, dancing is a talent. It is. <laughs> I mean, we see a couple. We see it. We see it here. We see it here and now. Well, um, what would you do as a talent? I think. Okay, so my favorite talent to do is always improvising a song. What are you doing there? What is this? What's happening? Oh, improvising a song. <laughs> yeah, you've improvised. So- yeah, you're a song improviser. <laughs> Yeah, so I love to do that. Uh, you have the skill too. You could easily do that, but yeah, it's one of the well, things I love to you, do the you, most. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be a very interesting thing, like how, how it would go too, because there's so many improv is a really trick. It's kind of on that level of stand up comedy. Like that's the thing. Comedy is a talent, but it's a hard talent to display in certain. Completely. Instances. Yeah. Like, it's not and, like, a good Musical idea. improv is hard to do if I can't have an accompanist there who can lead and follow with me. I can't really, it's yeah. hard for me to musical improvise off a track. That's like almost impossible for me to do. Uh, yeah. Because it takes that lead and follow with your musical accompanist. So that would be a, a tricky factor. Because uh, yeah. I don't think I'd be allowed to bring one in. Yeah. So... I don't know. That's a, it's a tricky thing. So um, let's get on to these talents. Karen from finance comes out, does her balloon animal act. She's uh-huh. dressed in this kind of cat suit that has some, I guess, bondage strappy things on it. Yeah. Um, some big uh, harnesses, some harness really wear. Yeah. Some big boots, some big black uh, tie up stripper shoes. She looks um, sexy. She does. Like, you, did you think it was sexy? I think she looked very sexy. Yeah. Did you not? I, I mean, I guess I was this. I just thought it was drag. Like I was just kind of like, this just looked like Karen fi- from finance doing drag. But you know, here's what Karen's it was. It was, her- it was form fitting. It gave you shape. It gave you boobs. It gave you ass. Like it was like, it was showing off her right. body in a way that she doesn't normally show it off. Like even her bikini one wasn't this right. like uh, form fitting. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's like kind of a Karen doing sexy. I mean, it, yeah, it was very clean. Like she's, she's a really good drag queen. Like she knows what she's doing. Yes. Um, yeah. And then the performance, she- I, I, I don't know what you thought about this performance. I was living for it until it ended because it was so short. Um, I thought it could have mm. been incredible if it was just like a little longer. Cause like tying a dog as a balloon animal um and making the puffy thing at the tip at the tail that's not hard mm-hmm. i can do it i can teach you how to do that in an afternoon mm-hmm. um here's the thing that i struggle with there were like six balloons there sitting there waiting to be used and she used one yeah. and like she spent i guess she spent half the time walking on stage i yeah to me it's a perfect representation of what she's been doing throughout this entire competition which is not enough and yeah, like i really wanted holding her, back yeah i really wanted her to like take an extra moment and just like then like start twisting more balloons and then make you know rupaul a, a penis that turned into a sword or something like that that's really easy yes, or like they're really easy yeah. make, make michelle visage a quick flower like all of these are easy mm-hmm. balloon twists they don't take very mm-hmm. much time Mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed, to be honest. Yeah, I've I've even done silly gags with balloon twisting. I've done balloon twisting in my act very occasionally, uh-huh. um, where I have fun with blowing up the balloon. That's part <laughs> of the fun. Make the whole thing fun. Yeah, like just kind of like the it's like, is this big enough? Is this big enough for you? Yes. Is this big enough though? You know, yes! like there's so much, there's easy jokes. So, um, that's it. You're nailing it. That's exactly what it is. It's like, you gotta make a, everything, everything should be a moment. Yeah. But I did like the fact that she made the balloons black. So it was more bondagey. 
you know, rather than colorful, sure. like pink or whatever. Um, yeah, I was just a little disappointed that it didn't um, go anywhere. Uh, so, and ultimately yeah. it was just like, well, you made a balloon dog. That's not really a talent. That's a skill. I found that I throughout her this entire competition, her. she hasn't been going there. I think like she's been holding back. The funniest thing she did on the show was her entrance line, was walking in and missing her mark. Like, yeah. that to me is still the funniest thing she's done on the show. And this is supposed to be a comedy queen who's supposed to be making us laugh. Every, every moment you're on screen should be an opportunity for a laugh. And I'm just not getting that from her. She's not a funny person like um Trixie Mattel or Bob the drag queen Uh, in that like both of those people they're very funny in conversation you know Uh yeah like you can just you can just talk to them and they're cracking jokes the whole time they're just Uh funny people and then you're like and now do this funny thing and they're still funny Karen is good at being funny when you ask her to do something but in person she's such a wet blanket like she has no she's not a funny conversationalist you're right yeah, it's disappointing. Um, so yeah, I didn't really care for it. Um, I guess ultimately I'd give it like a, a cut, to be honest. Uh, her 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 talent because I oh, just yeah, didn't okay. think it was. Oh, a would you, are we not even cutting the talents because if we are, yes, we definitely should. <laughs> All right. Well, there's not a lot of nuts to go around, so let's spare them. This is going to be a cut for sure. Yeah. Um, this up is next not, is this art is not a talent. And for me, also, the look doesn't save it because this is about talent for me. This is not about a look. So, no. Right. Art Simone. Right. What yeah. does art come and do? You, you tell, tell us. Tell the children. Okay. Well, art does um, a bit about stuffing things into her mouth. So she has a buffet with trays in front of her. And every time she reveals what's under a tray, she tries to put that into her mouth. I don't remember all the things she used. I know there were like slices of cake. Is that one thing? Yeah, the um, second one was a bunch of slices of cake. The first one was what a little was, a little thing. It was like a cupcake. Oh yeah, but no. was it real? It didn't look real. I don't know. She she stuffed that in her mouth. She ate it, and then right. I guess that was supposed to be like wow. And then she opens the second lid, and then there's just a ton. Uh-huh. And then she like puts one in her mouth, and she's like, oh, and then she's just like bats away the rest of them and is like oh, i'm fine they're all gone <laughs> it didn't really work for me honestly i was it, like the whole thing was kind of falling flat and then she right. opens up the third one and there's nothing there's in there nothing. and i was like oh, okay and then so she, she doesn't know what to do so she shoves her fist in her mouth uh-huh. which is a which is a cool skill and i was like oh this is actually getting to something <sighs> but that was it <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to say I, I I think this was more successful than Karen's because she made moments out of everything, whether or not they were successful. I think she seemed like she was having fun on stage and she was being engaging and like making eye contact and and playing everything up. And apparently she said it was about consumerism. She's like, it's about consumerism. I don't get that. I was like, OK. Eating, uh-huh. eating is about consumerism. I guess so. Like gluttony. Um, let's be get... honest, art. Let's be honest, art. This is not about consumerism. This is about, like, for me, the problem with this whole gag was 
we really only got to the gag when she shoved her fist in her mouth. And I would have enjoyed the performance more if she just made it about shoving her fist in her mouth. Like, Uh the real talent here. But there's so many things you could explore with that. Like, the tap, because what is the talent here? The talent is she can shove her fist in her mouth. Like, what Uh can she do? Like, what can you do with your fist in your mouth? It's like, I heard her fist in my mouth. It's like, uh, what about two fists in my mouth? Well, uh, I mean, you'd have to be what able about, to do And then that. she like, pull, well, what if she like pulls out a random hand from nowhere out of a bag? And it's like, what about three fists in my mouth? Like, I mean. Yeah. A random the, hand would have been hilarious. Talent, yeah. I do think that the way she did it worked. I do think that the hand was a great punchline. Ugh, um, I don't know. Nah. It's fine. It, it, it's it fine. Listen, either me. either way, it's a cut. Because what a stupid... Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I just like... I like the talent of putting your fist in your mouth. It's a fun party trick. I just don't yeah. think that it was about that. And so it's a cut for me because I'm just like... It took sure. forever to get to the thing. And the well, let's move the on from her is... then. Up next, we have Kida. Ketamine. Yeah. Listen. Okay, so Kidamine did a magic act with a bunch of quick Quick change artists. I'm going to agree with the judges. The outfits were hideous. The outfits were really ugly. But every quick change worked. Every time she changed, it was a blink and you miss it. I don't know how she did them that quickly. Like, she didn't seem to ever touch anything on her body. Like, they just, the clothes just seemed to fall. And to me, that is exactly, that is exactly what I have to say about that too. It's like, yeah, quick change, quick change artistry is a, is a hard skill. It's not an easy skill, like fucking balloon twisting. Um, Yeah. It's not easy to do it. And no, like, honestly, her outfits were pretty good for quick change artists that I've seen. Right. They didn't look. They didn't look bad. And also, you ha- like, it's not like she has bajillions of suitcases to bring to Drag Race, right? Like, mm-hmm. It's not like she can have a professional quick change outfit wardrobe exactly. So, I mean, like, I thought it was great. Here's the interesting she thing. She pulled is it off perfectly. Outf- outfit number two was a long dress. And then she yeah. quick changed in the tube into a short dress. And I want to know how that was done. Like, where literally, where did it go? Because it wasn't, like, usually a quick change is, like, the top comes down and covers up the bottom. But this is, like, you, a short dress can't cover up a long dress. So where did that long dress go? Well, that was that was the one in the tube, right? Yeah. The black tube. It attaches yeah. to the black tube and it falls down with the tube. That's the magic. But um, it's really hard to accomplish. You have to, like, get the right connections. You it have to hook seamless. it up and make it happen. It, it was seamless. She, it was seen, it was, like, I have seen, I have seen quick change artistry go wrong. And that mm-hmm. went, ex- like, she, it was good. It was talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I only, was really mad. Really mad about what? That she was in the bottom. I was, I was really mad that they didn't like it because they were just like, it doesn't look good. I was like, this yeah. isn't about, what are you talking about? This is about talent. Yeah, the only negative it was the outfit. Fun. That was the only negative. Like, is the fact that like the outfits were ugly, and that's, but like everything worked. She did a great job. She was entertaining. We had fun. She should have been in the top, not in the bottom. These judges it are was, stupid. 
We give her a nut. I, I give her a nut. So, yeah, I give her a total nut. It didn't make any sense. Like, ugly outfits are hand in hand when it comes to quick change artistry. Like, that's just how it works. Like, mm-hmm. you try to make them look good, but they're they're still going to be difficult because it's a quick change. Like, there's a mm-hmm. magic to it. There's a reality. Anyway. Okay. So... Uh, total nuts. And then Scarlet comes Scarlet. out and pole dances the house down. Scarlet comes out I in mean, Scarlet Bobo drag. She is dressed as Scarlet Bobo. Did, did, did you think it was like Scarlet Bobo's outfit? I, I didn't like this outfit. I hated it. Was, it. it was totally something Scarlet would wear. It was like... Well, then I don't like what like, Scarlet wears. <laughs> I don't like and the what... Wig. I don't... <laughs> and the wig, the short-haired wig. Yeah. Very yeah, the bus Bobo. driver wig. Scarlet Bobo does wear a bus driver wig. Pretty. I mean, yeah. on, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, she usually sprays it with water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I love you, Scarlet. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. But um, you know the, I didn't really like this outfit. It was very like, I don't know. It was a weird reverse uh, inner inner triangle thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work for me. I was like, what? This is. Is this just supposed to be sexy? I, I, I mean, don't find this sexy. I feel like it was perfect for pole dancing. Like, I feel like it was like, it suited mm. the number very well. Um, yeah. Listen, I don't want to talk about this person too much. She did a good job. She did a good job. There's no way this oh, was her was... first time performing pole in front of people. No. So that was confusing. But hands down, this was talent. But she's very skilled. This is was great. It was yeah. fucking phenomenal. So like. I yeah I have to nut it. It's a good performance. Yeah, um, those poles that are like portable, they terrify me. They're like they don't look stable at all. I don't understand how anybody keeps their balance yeah. on that. Yeah, and she does. So I mean, again, talent. You know, so like she she mm-hmm. really does know what she's doing. So she's fine, time which is very confusing. But, uh, who cares? Talent the hands down. Yeah, and then we get Electra. Um. Dressed in a nice little um, black uh, mini dress with a slit, kind of mm. sparkly. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. With uh, a <laughs> with a platinum blonde ombre with a little bit of multicolor all over it. Um, she hey exactly like a certain not me now, now me in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was very you in 2018. It was just like, oh my she's God. dressed With like, like Selena a wig that I found in the back of my closet that I didn't bother brushing. Yes. You, I mean, because you have, you have wigs like that, that are kind of ombre with the multicolor. Yeah, I do. Um, and also this dress is kind of still your style. You, you love like a kind of sexy yeah. evening gown yeah. with a slit that isn't full, you know, that kind of thing. I'm a whore. You love, you, you, you go for that constantly. <laughs> So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mind this at all. I thought it was fine. And also we're, this is talent. This isn't fashion. So, I mean, I don't understand what the judges are saying about all this. Fashion Here's the thing shit. is, we're is, is we're judging talent, her talent in a and drag she, show and the drag was bad. Like the wig was terrible. And I get that she was going for like the messy look, but this was like a knotted rat's nest. Yeah on her head like there's ways you can do that you can achieve that look without having a wig that bad um and she really did i hate to say this i really do but she really did just look like a man in a dress and a wig like 
she, I, I got, I did not, like, I really okay. did lose the drag with this. Okay, but I mean, like, that's, this is kind of, for me, it's like a question of, like, what drag is, and, and uh, honestly, if I'm just looking at talent, and it's just like, it was talented, she's a great contemporary dancer, and I really don't want, like, who cares about her drag? Like, she was in drag, she had a wig on, she had a dress mm-hmm. on, that's feminine, gender fuck enough for me. And she went out there and she showed what a beautiful contemporary dancer is. And all this like talk about her outfit is really over overshadowing mm-hmm. the fact that her dance was really beautiful and like equal to something that I would see on like, you know, uh, so you think you can dance like it was she was good. very Natalie Fotopoulos season two. One of my favorite yes! dancers on the show. Yes, it was like. <laughs> holy crap contemporary the house down like that one that's just you're just like oh my god they come out and you always are like yeah so i mean oh talent nut absolute nut outfit obviously not the best but we know that we know that electra sucks at drag yes yes (laughs) what else is new (laughs) so you so you nut it um i i'm gonna have to cut it how dare you? It's because the whole effect for me was lost. Like, and it it yeah. felt a little bit cheesy. It felt a little bit too earnest. You know what I mean? Like, it just like, I don't know. There's something about it that I didn't take yeah. to. Um, I mean, I, I, obvi- I value talent above all else, obviously, because right. I mean, I come out and I, don't, I normally do. Ratchet. I come out in some of the most ratchet bullshit looks sometimes that are complete failures. Sometimes, you know, like you're getting ready for a gig and you're like, oh, I'm really living and you've got the makeup going. And then you just finish Uh like, I look like a mess, but I, that's me all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I do think, I do think there's a difference between doing that for a live show and doing it on TV. I do think there is a difference. Yeah. Especially when it's a competition yeah. and you're trying to win over the judges. Yeah. We're I think everyone I think everyone in the room was feeling what you were feeling because, mm-hmm. you know, even Keita kind of Well before we get to that, let's I think go to she the wanted... runways. Yeah. Yeah. So the runways are how's your headpiece? As you know, because you're wearing yeah. your phone headpiece and I'm wearing um, headphones on my head. So <laughs> Karen from Finance comes out in actually a sexy outfit. It is very silhouetted. It's very form fitting. Yep. And she has a giant fuzzball on her head, which is very tall and pom-pommed yeah. at the sides. I think it's very I cute. It was, I mean, it would have taken an entire suitcase to fit that freaking headpiece. Some of and, these pieces um, these people bring over, I'm like, how did you get that there? It's almost as equally as tall as she is. It's really big. It's covered in uh, ostrich or marabou or something like that. And yeah. um, it's really cool. Ultimately, it's just a really big oversized hat, and she's got uh-huh. two big puffs also for earrings. I don't like her outfit, though. I, oh, I, don't. no, I mean, like, I've seen it before. She's, mm-hmm. I think, like, it's almost like she's worn the same outfit over and over again. She just got, like, I don't know, a special deal on these similar body contoured outfits, um, five yeah. for a dollar or something. Right. Um, without that hat, the outfit wouldn't be as good, in my opinion. And also Absolutely. throughout the episode, did you notice she changed her hair like four times? She like took the giant hat off, which obviously was crushing because she <sighs> like literally you saw her just kind of like going like this the whole time yeah. with her neck just like 
Hey, RuPaul, how are you doing? I'm really okay right now. Uh-huh. Um, she changed it to a, a pink bus driver wig for the Untucked. Huh. Um, and then when she came back on the main stage, she had a big, uh, you know, Lady Bunny pink uh, updo suit <gasps> to the side. I did not notice hat. that, but I, I did notice Art changed yeah. her, her, did change her hair as well to something weird. Um, so yeah, definitely they were all ready to lip sync <laughs> when they came back to the runway. Yeah. Um, so so do, you, did you cut this? I then? don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to cut it. I think I'm going to nut it, but it's not a very strong nut for me. It's, it's sure. like, Ugh. I'm going to nut it because the Ugh. headpiece is the focus and it is, it does the job. Yeah, but um, it's just a next giant up? pillow. It's not that interesting. Um, oh, no. <clears throat> art. art. Next up, Simone. we have Art Simone. <laughs> Let's talk art about is... Art Simone's headpiece, though. Hello. That is a mate. That is beautiful. It's beautiful. It does. I'm going to say it looks crafty to me. Like, it looks like she made this in one of those, like, um, dollar bin challenges. Yeah, but she that's your drag that's your drag aesthetic. It's almost like a art true. There's an artiness, there's a craftiness to it. And the rest of the outfit is very fashion again, that kind of um Mugliera, Vivian Westwood kind of deconstructed silhouette, very contemporary what really, dance kind of like what ugh. really works for me is the butterflies are moving. Like the butterflies are full on flying yeah. around her head, which I think is is I, a great That's way to so that. cool. The butterflies, yeah. honestly, though, I, I did think about it. I was like, what if you took the butterflies away from this look? I don't know if right. I would like the look as much. Um, the mm -hmm. butterflies really kind of distract from the fact that the rest of the look is kind of crap uh, in some ways. I got to say, I was bored <laughs> looking at it. Like, I didn't find it that impressive. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I'm going to... But I'm, it was kind of like this... I kind of thought it was telling this interesting story of, like, Art Simone is like this deconstructed fairy princess tower and it comes up to a spire and on the spire there's all these butterflies flying mm -hmm. around or something like that so sure um pretty cool headpiece we haven't seen successful butterflies on drag race before thanks a lot <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it's a nut because it's a cool effect but without the butterflies i'd probably i might even cut it yeah i'm considering cutting it but i'm gonna give it a nut but i would consider to cut yeah Ketamine Ooh, is up speaking next. of nuts, ketamine. Mm -hmm. Hello, this is amazing. And she's a fembot, galactic warrior princess with like a a full like metal or plastic chest piece, a uh -huh. headpiece that is clearly a helmet that has a battery built into it because there are tentacles coming out of her head that are fully LED and bright enough to compete with stage lights. Uh -huh. Those are bright LEDs. Ginger yeah, Minj are. tried this on All Stars 2 and completely failed. Um, and she's wearing those giant moon boot things that Vicky Licks has. Like those double platform right. shoes. This is really yeah. good. It is really good. She looks amazing and it's different than what anybody else came out in. It is indeed a headpiece. Um, this is a cool headpiece. This is a really yeah. good headpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's like surprising for Kita, really. Um, I'm gonna and say yeah. nut. I'm gonna Total nut. nut. Oh my god. Also reminds me of local drag queen superstar Helena Poison's recent totally. bot look. Uh, check out yeah. Helena. Helena is a 
freaking talented makeup artist and drag queen in, in the Toronto scene. And she, she makes just everything. Came out with she makes everything. Recent... She wears. She like and her she wigs. Makes everything. Like, she makes... She's incredible. Yeah. She's a she's a crafts person. She's really become incredibly crafty and uh yeah. Good things ahead for her, I hope, because she's very impressive. Just amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Scarlet. Scarlet is next. What do you think? Scarlet Joe Adams comes out in a very like uh Zigfield Follies, traditional, like I think Vegas, I think like Busby Berkeley films. Uh it's all like champagne colored fringe feathers crown like it's there's a lot going on she looks beautiful yeah she looks great i think it i think it was beautiful um i think it was basic Mm -hmm. to the point of just like what's a headpiece to you oh showgirl Mm -hmm. oh let's find a reference point from a showgirl like if i literally google.com'd showgirl headpiece Mm -hmm. i feel like this would pop up and um here's my problem with scarlet is she's always saying i'm fashion i'm this i'm Mm -hmm. that and she clearly has money to accomplish the basic at the highest level and that's good and it's fine but it's nothing groundbreaking and so i'm very meryl streep on this i'm like oh a showgirl headpiece for spring Groundbreaking. groundbreaking you know Mm-hmm. it's not really for head pe- yeah it's not really not really great uh sure i cut it i just cut it because it's basic and and i'm giving my answer as to why i believe it's basic is it is it good yes is it basic absolutely so cut for me i agree with you i'm gonna give it a nut because i think she does look great but i it's a, yeah. it's a reluctant nut i'd hate her and i want it to be known yeah uh, another showgirl who comes out, but in a in a more nineteen twenties cabaret version, is Electra totally. This was really creative and also yes. like drag on a dime, budget friendly. Like she uh-huh. was in like what I would equate to uh, uh, a spirits Halloween costume store nineteen twenties Halloween costume flapper dress. Uh huh. Um, totally. But. Plus a Spirits Halloween costume store top hat. And it was not great, but she elevated it with this really cool concept of attaching an actual functioning swing. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really impressive part is because when she comes out, you think, oh, headpiece, you're wearing a hat. It has feathers. It's like stoned. But then you're like, that's Well, the feathers weren't even very is, good. They were just kind of like this ugly arrangement of feathers on the top. Yeah. Covering yeah. a pole. Like, it wasn't well done. Yeah. But, like, the but way... But the swing was so swing, camp. I it's mean... It's sitting perfectly on her head, and it, like, sits perfectly at her bum. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, how is that there? Like, it's, like, it's really yeah. cool. And it's such a is reference it enough- from... Moulin but Rouge. it's such a reference from cabaret too so you know with the swing and everything so it's just like perfect. yes the swing is more of a moulin rouge reference but like the look itself is more cabaret 
Um, oh, is the swings are from Moulin Rouge? I'm getting things mixed up. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I'm a loser. I don't know my <laughs> references. Idiot. RuPaul would hate me. You stupid um, idiot. How did you get this co-hosting <laughs> job on this podcast about fashion? Um. <laughs> you asked me. You were desperate. You were desperate one night and you were like, could you please? Can you please join me every week? No one else wants to. No. Please, um, I need help. <laughs> yeah but no she she does she looks she looks beautiful um i love her makeup tonight i love the hair i love the swing yeah. i really don't like yeah. anything else about it so it's hard no. for me to give it a nut so i don't know what to do here what are you gonna do i nut it because creativity is the essence of drag for me you know you can take shit and turn it into glamour and that's what she did um Yes, it's a Spirits Halloween costume store flapper dress, probably. <laughs> but yeah, she elevated it. She elevated it. Is it like, a, oh my God, that's the most amazing thing ever because it's perfect. No, but like it's creative. And I, I encourage every drag queen out there to do this stuff. Yeah. This is drag. This is drag. If I saw this, if I saw this in a bar, it would be the greatest thing I'd ever seen. But because Absolutely. I'm seeing it in HD on TV... This is the problem with Electra is that like she didn't come TV ready. And uh, no. do we fault her for that? I don't know. She I would go see any of her shows. I'm going to give us a cut because it's not a complete it's not completely there for me. I know. Okay. I mean, I you're, know. You're, you're welcome to your opinion. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people share your opinion, too. I just don't. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so who ends up? Who ends up as the winner? She who shall not be named, because I mean, let's face it, that pole dancing was sick. So she wins. Great, good for uh -huh. her. Clap, clap, clap. Uh huh. Well, listen. And who um, wins? They were all. What? They were all asked who should who should go home. Oh yeah. And everybody said Electra, including Kida. Yeah, they. I mean, it was a bit of a moment when when they came to Kita and everyone was. I think everyone was kind of like, well, if anyone's going to say not Electro, it would probably be Kita. Um, yeah, I, I respect that Kita went what, with what, honesty. What, yeah, what would you do in that moment? Because honestly, here's the thing: some I saw some people complaining on uh, in my bubble that like no one said Scarlet should go home because you know obviously she's a racist and she should be out of there. Mm -hmm. and so, but the thing is. I'm in a bubble with mm -hmm. these people. I have to live with them. And mm -hmm. not only that, I'm in a bubble with RuPaul who just gave Scarlett a pass. So mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? I can't fight the system. Uh, <laughs> like RuPaul just did this to me. So like, yeah. oh, she clearly doesn't see any problem with it. What am I supposed to do about it? Uh, we'll, we'll deal with it later, I guess. I think Kita is looking at who is putting the best drag on this stage week to week. And, and I think she knows Electra is the least polished out of all of them. And that's yeah. why she said this. Um, I do agree that people should have said Scarlet, if only for the reason that how can she possibly win when she is a racist? Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish somebody had. But I think, I, yeah. Every, everyone is dealing with their own stuff probably too. Um, I think that's just the truth about. Well, yeah, know, two of the other ones are racist. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so Electra, I love hard, that Electra. It's hard to no, but you I know what they Electra... say: don't oh, don't throw yeah. don't throw stones when you live in a glass house or whatever. That's right. right? Like that's right. Um, 
Um, I, <sighs> I really appreciate that judge. Electra did not, um, did not stand there and go, well, guess what? I deserve to stay. I like that she would just like, it's art. I think art should go home and here are the reasons why. Um, Absolutely. Really <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, I didn't agree art. with her reason, but I did agree with her saying art. Uh, yeah. And so art, art. the Veronica show up to ask everybody who they think should win. That was so random uh, where they're just so sitting backstage random. and the Veronica's appeared. I was like, oh, the Veronica's. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, they were the song this week and they had to be incorporated somehow since they can't actually physically be there. Yeah, maybe they were supposed to be guest judges, but it just didn't work yeah. out. Um, yeah, I do appreciate that they weren't just a video message. They actually had an interaction with the girls. That was nice. That's that's very true. They so seem they, uh, they seem very happy to be there. They put Kida in the bottom with her pseudo drag competition drag daughter. Uh, do you agree with this bottom two? No, not really. I think Art should have Me been neither. in the bottom, and I think Karen maybe should have been in the bottom. I think Karen for sure should have been in the bottom. I don't think Art because I think Art still had a good presentation. I definitely think definitely think Karen should be there instead of Kida. Yeah. Well, I'm just judging it on talent. It's like, what talent did I see? Who who mm. gives a fuck about the costumes for me personally? And mm. I, I'm just like, who showed the least talent? Art Simone because and and um and and Karen, they just didn't display talents. Like those weren't talents. Um, mm. Electra, thing is like, <clears throat> how are you supposed to bring Electra shock this far in Drag Race? based on their talent and then punish them for their talent mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense she always me. ends up in the bottom when she has to dance when it was a girl group challenge and she choreographed they put her in the bottom for false reasons yeah. saying that she overshadowed everybody which was not true it just doesn't um, it doesn't make sense to me so anyway kita and electra yeah. and i mean we all kind of knew how this was probably gonna go but um I mean, I was kind of worried for Kita, frankly, because, I mean, in those moon boot things she was wearing, you can't move in those things. Yeah. You'll, like, b- snap your leg in half if you fall. Seeing that everybody else changed their hair, why didn't she change her shoes? I think she really didn't think she was bottom two. Yeah, you might be you might be onto something. She Maybe mm-hmm. she was a little shocked. She was just really shocked by that. Uh, yeah because when the veronicas were like who were in the bottom two they were like electra and karen probably and maybe kita like they weren't really sure about kita so that was like also i just want to talk about the fact that art has never won anything and she's in the top four and she has a chance to win the crown and she was probably favored by production to win the crown and that's why they brought her back but she hasn't even won a challenge if Art wins this, it'll be a travesty. If Scarlet wins this, it'll be a travesty. Karen doesn't deserve to win it. She's been boring this entire time. The only person yeah. in my mind that actually deserves that crown is Kita. Kita mean. Kita mean. Yeah, she's been the best TV out of them all that are mm-hmm. left. Except yeah. Scarlet. But, Scar- but the thing is, Scarlet um, is problematic. Like, Scarlet was good TV, but she's also just like, you really want to crown that? 
So I'm a little bit confused about the whole thing, to be honest. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes next week, won't we? <laughs> We'll see how it goes. We say goodbye to Electra. I'm going to miss her. She has been great TV. I love that her exit line was, hey, Rue, how you doing? Very hot. I know. It was really good. I, I'm very, uh, it's been a very interesting season. It's been a really interesting season yeah. to watch. Uh, it kind of went the way that we thought it was going to go, to be honest. Uh-huh. It, we uh-huh. When we started this, we were like, I think this is going to be the season that people will watch and they'll be like, this is going to be the cringe season. And it's the cringe season, honey. It's the cringe uh-huh. season. Which which is tough for me. It's, it's tough for me because I know Australian drag is so camp and I love that. So mm-hmm. really puts a bit of a dark spin on things. But oh. I hope they learned some lessons. I hope production learned some lessons. That's all I'm going to say. Um, all right. So we have another episode coming out tomorrow of Drag Race España. And, no. uh, and then we will see you all right back here next week for the finale, finally, of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, Down Under. Do you want to do our, um, <clears throat> our announcements for our new uh, our Patreon subscribers? Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's tell the people. Um, or let's, <laughs> let's give our, our Patreon shout outs as mandated by our yes um, we have two new amazing patreon subscribers and if you want to get um your name shouted out on our podcast all you have to do is sign up at the team selena level check out our patreon we love you all we're thinking about starting a uh uh ask me monthly ask me anything party pretty soon because people are starting to sign up we love you so we have the one and only sebastian class hey seb Yes, and Arlie Curran. Yes, in addition to Aaron Canning, who has already been subscribing. These are all people in our lives who we love. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing and supporting local drag. Yes, Aaron, Seb, Arlie, you're all our favorite people now. And you have us all to yourselves, so... um, we got to get a party going soon. So uh, we'll get back on onto that. Well, we'll make that's, that uh, happen. We're going to make, well, we have to. It's part of our Patreon, Patreon pledges. <laughs> it is. It is. Now you can find us at Patreon at Squirrel Talk Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Squirrel Talk Podcast. You can find us individually at Selena Vile and at Hillary Yas. On all the platforms. Check us out, honey. All right. Well, I guess that's it. All right, we'll see you next week. Okay, well, bye, squirrels. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.